Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we're talking about rejection and Tara's going to be doing most of the talking because I haven't really got a great deal of experience with this. Uh, Are you saying that I've been rejected the most? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm saying you've helped more people with rejection than what I have. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. We probably, you and I have probably been rejected uh, a similar amount of times. I don't know. We've all had rejection though, haven't we? Everyone's been rejected in some form or another. And um, it's definitely evident for all of us. So... Uh, So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that one today and Tara is going to be enlightening us. So, like you said, we have all experienced rejection at some point. And if you're, you know, casting your mind back wondering when you were last rejected, I will help you get there. It might have been (laughs) that you approached someone and asked them out on a date and we're rejected, maybe you declared your love I definitely remember that in my late teens having a oh no. I love you and there was like tumbleweed crickets going on <laughs> I was like "Ooh, rejected by the silence um you know there's the obvious ones of applying for jobs or promotions or applying to a college or a university and not making it we have trying out for sporting teams or if you're going for a position on a committee or a project or a tender or something like that submitting pieces of work Um, it can even come in really subtle ways like when you offer assistance to someone you you know tell someone you can help Mm. them out or lend a hand and they say no for one reason or another that can sometimes feel like a rejection we have the whole attempting to make friends and when you see it in kids especially your kids it's a bit heartbreaking <laughs> watching it a is, kid get it? rejected yeah um, although it's it's probably we get rejected by our kids as well like I don't know if you ever had a time where the where the other parent was the favorite mm-hmm. do you have you had that where like, I've had a few friends where they've their kids have gone through a phase of like no, I don't want you, I want dad, or no, dad, I want daddy to do it, or no, no, I want mum to do it, or go away, I only want them. <laughs> that's That breaks your heart a little bit too. Yeah, and it's funny because when I was trying to think of some of the ways we get rejected, social media came up and I was trying, I was thinking more about um, online things like dating apps and that kind of stuff. But then I thought, you know, there's also that sense of rejection a little bit as well. If you post something and it either gets negative comments or people disagree with your view or it doesn't get many likes or it gets no likes, there's, even though it's not an overt rejection, it still feels like rejection. Mm. So I think that's pretty common these days as well. And then, you know, if you've got friendships that end or family relationships that go awry, that can sometimes feel like a personal rejection as well. Yeah. So if now you're thinking back to all those, it sounds miserable, doesn't it? What a miserable yeah. life we have. Um, Sorry, guys. Yeah, what, just, what a happy episode today. Um, if you are thinking back to a time when you've experienced anything like that and you recall the actual painful feeling, 
um, of being brushed off or set back, that's because it actually is painful. So I did a little bit of research and the University of Michigan did a study using MRI scans and they found that when people were being rejected in one form or another, it activated the same part of the brain as physical pain does. So it kind of creates that same sensation. And I think I'll put, I'll put a link to the study online in, um, in our show notes if you want to read more about it. But essentially, it's because we all have this universal need to belong, to belong and any rejection kind of goes against that. And the whole idea about it is that it's important for our survival. So back in the day, if you were being rejected by your tribe or your peers, um, it, it hurt you. It felt physically painful. So you were more likely to correct your behavior and prevent yourself from being ostracized any further. Because if you were rejected and cast out from your tribe permanently, then obviously that's really detrimental to your health and your survival. So that painful feeling we experience is kind of hardwired. doesn't make it any less knowing that, but I think it helps you understand why sometimes it feels so intense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So now that we all get when we've been rejected, we don't want to dwell on that anymore. We want to kind of flip it around and think about when you've been rejected or when you get rejected in future, what you can do to overcome that. So where I start, and quite often I will talk about this with clients, the most important thing is to just let yourself feel your feelings so <laughs> that's how counterintuitive isn't it uh-huh. like we don't want to feel the feelings at all we'd much rather eat them drink them <laughs> or like run them yeah or just yeah. distract ourselves push them down yeah. you know ignore them pretend they're not there mm. um but at some point they will bubble up and um come out of us in some form or another so usually the quickest path out of the hurt is going through it Mm -hmm. so if you feel embarrassed or you feel disappointed or whatever you feel from being rejected you've got to just kind of own it and one of the ways to do that is to share it with a friend uh, which can feel pretty vulnerable or write it down but there's something about getting it out of you um even just through writing it down in a journal, you can write it on a piece of paper and tear it up and throw it away. But when you start acknowledging how you feel, it's by far and away the easiest path to getting over it. Yeah. And like you said, the avoidance doesn't, avoiding it doesn't make it go away. Whereas if you feel it and you process it and you acknowledge it, you're much more likely to have it um, sort of, disappear not disappear but have it resolved or concluded a lot sooner Mm, yeah and because it stops I feel like it stops having power over you when you kind of acknowledge that's what I was trying to say yeah Mm. naturally when we get rejected in one form or another we usually kick off with a bit of negative self-talk that's pretty common (laughs) yeah (laughs) like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm so useless or you know idiot 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's it um so it's really important to start rewriting that inner talk so 
And this again, this can be really tough to do. It sounds easy. Write down some things that make you awesome and unique. And it's like, no one does that. Who sits down and goes, oh, I'm going to write a list of how amazing I am. But actually, when you are in those pits of despair, if you can come up with a few things that you're really good at or that you've done really well, it does kind of rewire your brain to start looking at you in a positive light rather than just looking at what you haven't been successful at this time so Mm. maybe it's a bit of it's it's a bit cbt like in that you're you're challenging the validity of those thoughts and you're looking for evidence against them uh instead of looking for evidence for them Mm -hmm. and that's the thing i mean we you know don't get a job in this you know day and age where there's lots of unemployment a lot of people shifting careers and there's so many people going for every job that's advertised um, you might not have got this one and you internalize it and feel like you're, you know, useless or you're hopeless. Um, but if you look back at the other jobs that you have got, that you've been successful at, that you, you know, have done great interviews, you've won the position, you've done a great job once you were in that, um, in that place, then there's so much more evidence about you being successful than there is about you being unsuccessful. Um, so you just, you kind of have to train yourself to look for it. And if Mm. you need a hand with this, because it can be hard for us to try and flip it, especially if we're in a hard place, you can ask other people and not in like a needy, um, self-affirming way, but I, um, was doing a course a couple of years ago now and one of the exercises that we had to do was to ask other people, I think you had to pick five or 10 people in your um, circle of friends or colleagues or peers and ask them what your superpowers were. And it was... I remember doing that for you, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I I sent you an email. And it was really, I felt really odd because it's like you're going out there going, can you please let me know (laughs) how amazing I am? But actually, if you do it for the right reasons, if you're saying, oh, look, I'm feeling a bit rejected now because of this that's happened. Um, And I'm trying to find some evidence of stuff I do well, or I'm trying to find, um, help people shine a light on the things that are positive rather than looking at negative. Can you tell me one thing about me that's, that's good or that's helpful or that I'm, you know, that I don't completely suck at. (laughs) And then (laughs) when you get that feedback, you've got to make sure you really listen to it and hear it and then that can help change your mind because you all of a sudden get all these pings um all these emails coming in telling you oh you're great at this or you're a good listener and you're and you think okay cool okay i am worthy i just you know Mm. i don't have to internalize that rejection it's just one instance of it so Mm. um and if you need a script if you want that and you're not sure what to write then DM me and I'll I'll send you a copy of what I what I sent out yeah. to people. It was good because I remember receiving it and thinking, oh, like, I should do something like that, and I didn't. But I I still remember liking liking the wording and and the rationale behind why you were doing it and the reasoning behind it, and I could read your discomfort in it mm-hmm. that you were like, I'm not needy, I promise, <laughs> <laughs> but. It didn't come across as needy, but I could sense that you thought it was, if that makes yeah. sense. But um, but it was good because I was like, oh, that's a really good idea and it makes sense. And I was more than happy to do it. 
because it it wasn't it's not difficult it's not difficult to think of what you admire in somebody else it's like if they're a friend like if you don't know them very well it's harder but if you know them well enough and you've spent enough time with them it's not a difficult thing to do so you're not going to be putting anybody out by asking them that they'll be able to come up with you know a quick list for sure and that's the thing you've got to start looking for evidence that you're good enough um rather than looking at that one rejection as evidence that you know yeah. um you, that you're bad, thinking badly of yourself uh, or blaming yourself. We'll be back to that discussion in just a minute. This is normally the slot where our Patreon request slides in. Uh, we normally ask you to support the podcast by becoming a patron. But we all know that times are tough and not everyone has the spare money in their budget to help us cover costs and keep the show ad free, etc. However, there is another way you can support us that actually won't cost you anything. If you hit pause on this recording now... Well, not right now. Wait till I finish talking <laughs> and rate our show and leave a short review. It will honestly take you less than 30 seconds. When you rate and review us, the podcast sites will recommend us to more listeners and then we can share a message with a wider group. So last week we had the lovely Paula rate and review us and I'm going to share her review with you so that you can see how easy it is. She gave us five stars. Thank you, Paula, and said enjoyable and helpful. Thank you for doing this podcast. Yesterday, it inspired me to clean out and organize my bathroom cabinet and drawers. I like your suggestion of doing it as I listened. I listened to your negative feedback one this morning. It made me think that so many times we don't often leave feedback when we're happy with something. So I thought I should do that today. Best wishes, Tara and Beck. Thank you, Paula. That was so nice. So if you can't support us financially, we totally get that, uh, we would love you to leave a review like Paula did and we really appreciate it. Right, back to the discussion. Okay, so we're talking about rejection and how we cope with it. The next thing to think about is appreciating when that rejection is not personal. So ask yourself if the person really had a chance to know you well enough to make a judgment call. So if it's a rejection of a job application, know that that um, cover letter and your CV might indicate a few things you've done in your life, but that piece of paper, although it's probably not on paper anymore, that uh, (laughs) online document doesn't accurately portray your whole worth and your whole life. Just like with a dating app with a picture and a quick little summary of, you know, your hobbies and interests and that kind of thing. If someone doesn't swipe in the right direction, whatever direction that is. (laughs) I was was waiting to see if you knew which way to swipe was. I don't know know which way to swipe. Someone can educate me. If someone swipes you the wrong way, which is rejecting you, like that, it's a quick non-personal judgment. And you've got to try to keep that in mind. Don't take those kind of quick judgments or rejections as personal you just got to try and avoid letting those kind of things define who you are and what you're capable of because it's such a quick call. And we've all, you know, as humans, we're pretty judgy beings. Mm. Our brains are designed to do it. And we make calls on things all the time and so often we are wrong. The problem is when you're on the receiving end of that, you go, oh, my gosh, they're saying I'm an awful human, that I'm, you know, whatever, I'm not worthy. And that's so not the case at all. It's that... 
they don't like the high school you went to or they don't you know yeah. uh, like the color of your hair or the fact that you're into paddle boarding when they hate the water whatever it is you can't internalize I mean you you do but you have to try really hard to not internalize that rejection when they're seeing such a minute piece of the pie yeah I remember reading something once about like this whole snap judgment thing and I think someone was with somebody else and they saw somebody doing something and they made a judgment and then the person with them said it's just a snapshot mate and Mm. I thought it's there's all of there's the all of the time after that little moment and there's all the time before that moment that actually make up who that person is not that one moment and so you know if you are judged in that moment then you know that that person just reassure yourself that that person doesn't know the time before that snapshot or the time after that snapshot or anything deeper than that snapshot so it it doesn't actually it's actually no reflection on you at all and like I my background um was in HR for a while and the volume of applications that would come in sometimes for a job we're talking hundreds I was talking to a friend last week who's husband applied for a job recently and he rang to find out when they know about interviews and they said look we received 230 applications it's going to take us a while Mm. to get through them all so it's that whole thing of you don't know if you're being lined up against one other person and rejected or you're being lined up against 229 other people and rejected but you kind Mm. of have to step back from it a little bit and go it's not it's this is not everything this is not a life sentence it is one person and that hate that whole HR thing and you know um rejecting people we would we would reject people all the time because they were overqualified and we're like oh god they'll be bored we won't be able to challenge Mm. them enough we didn't always give that feedback we they'd get the same letter that everyone else got saying sorry you didn't get an interview often because they Mm. will way more than what we wanted and um so I think you have to keep that in mind as well that people aren't always rejecting you for a bad reason sometimes it is just that you are not the right fit and we kind of have to appreciate that because if you got everything you ever applied for you'd be the wrong fit for a lot of stuff and a lot of people Mm, that's true another thing to think about is your mindset in the moment of rejection, quite often we get a bit introspective and think, why is this happening to me? What have I done to deserve this? But if you can flip that and ask yourself, what is this experience teaching me? Then the whole thing feels better. So give yourself a chance to learn from the experience. Ask yourself, what could I do differently next time? Maybe get feedback if that helps and that will give you the opportunity for some more growth if the only thing you learn from a rejection is that you can survive rejection then that's still a pretty valuable Mm. lesson because that's how we all build resilience and I would say as well just appreciate that you can only be responsible for your part you won't know the inner workings of the person that rejected you if they're having a good day a bad day what's going on in their world what if they don't like the font that your CV is written in, if that, I mean, ideally that's not what's going through their head, but you, unless it's Comic Sans, then it definitely is what's going through their head. (laughs) I love that. 
But that's the thing. You are only responsible for your part in it. So you have to not take responsibility for other people's thoughts and actions and judgments. You control what you can and the rest you just kind of surrender to. The other thing you have to do is give yourself credit for at least trying, pushing yourself out of your comfort zones. Like there are so many people that don't face rejection often because they never try. People don't go for a promotion. They don't ask someone out on a date because their fear of being rejected is holding them back. At least if you have been rejected, it is an indication that you had a go, that you had a try. So celebrate yourself a little bit for at least pushing your limits and getting out there and testing yourself. Um, Yeah, I think that's a a lot of what Brene Brown is all about, isn't mm. it? About being vulnerable. Um, And if you have been rejected, then at least that means that you've had to go up being vulnerable and that's a good thing. Yeah. And people that try something new, every time you try something new, you face rejection. But you will never know if you don't try. So I guess just look at it as as a mark of your strength that you were prepared to put yourself out there rather than Mm. focusing on the outcome only. Yeah, that's a good message. One thing you can do, you know, we said earlier about rejection feeling painful because we've got this innate desire to belong. Um, When you feel rejected in an area, it can be really helpful to surround yourself with people or place in places where you do belong. So if you've been rejected by a you know, potential partner either on a dating app or if you've walked up to them in the bar and asked for their number. I don't know if people do that anymore. Um, maybe <laughs> everyone meets online. As long as you stand a metre and a half away from and them. And have your mask on <laughs> and use hand sanitizer. Um, so, you know, if you've, if you've got, been rejected in that kind of realm, go back and Find your, your friends from your soccer team and have a game of soccer. Go and sit around the family dinner table and um, have a laugh with your family. You know, whatever those other tribes and other groups that you belong in and feel good in, go and surround yourself with those people because um, quite often when you get rejected by someone or something, you feel like you don't belong anywhere, but that's really not the truth. It's That's just one area or one scenario that wasn't right for you. So when you're feeling like you've been rejected in that one area, surround yourself with people or in places where you know that you do belong and where you feel like you do belong because it will put that rejection into perspective and you'll know that it's only one little piece of the puzzle and it's not um, an example of your whole existence. The other thing you can do is allow yourself some time to get over it because we have this amazing thing called hindsight and when you look back with hindsight, it's amazing how many rejections you are thankful for. Like how many times have you looked back and thought, thank goodness I broke up with that guy or that girl because they were so the wrong fit. You know, when you've you've found the partner that truly makes you happy you're really thankful that that person rejected you because you don't want to be in that that space that rejection allowed you to be where you are now or 
the job that didn't work out or the job you didn't get, um, you always look back in hindsight and think, oh, I'm so grateful I didn't end up on that path. And so when you feel rejected, if you can just say, you know, one day I'm probably going to be thankful that it worked out this way and I can appreciate that now I cannot see that. But give me some time and I bet I'll look back and be grateful for this rejection because it wasn't right for me and it's not the path I'm supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. I just read a book uh, called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig mm-hmm. and I strongly recommend it for anybody who has uh, who looks back and regrets the choices that they made. It's, it's very good. And you just reminded me of it when you said, you know, that hindsight is a wonderful thing. And this book is about a woman who gets to go back and live other alternative versions of her own life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it just sort of, it highlights the fact that um, we can never make assumptions on what could have happened had we made a different choice or had a different thing happened to us. And so you know, with this rejection, we don't know that life would have been better without this rejection. So we need to remember that as well. Mm. There's a bit of a sliding doors thing as well. Yeah, isn't there? Matt Haig is a fan of sliding doors stuff. And uh, he he sort of, yeah, that's pretty much what this is all about. This book it's it's excellent. I, I really loved mm. it. Okay, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that mm. if you want to um, find out what it is and where you can get it, you can head to the show notes page and find it. I guess essentially just trust that this rejection, whatever it is, is part of a bigger plan. And maybe you can't see how it fits in yet, but if you look at other things that you've been rejected on and the evidence that those scenarios work, the ones that worked out worked in your favor because that's where you're meant to be and the ones that didn't for the same reason that's where you weren't meant to be, then you can kind of bolster your confidence and know that this rejection is probably just following that same path. Yeah. Uh, Before we finish, I just wanted to mention rejection-sensitive dysphoria. This is a condition where individuals respond extremely negatively. (laughs) I can't talk. Talking is hard. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a condition where individuals who have it respond extremely negatively to the perception of being rejected um, and it goes far beyond sort of our what we're talking about today for most of us, anyone without the condition, the, the discomfort and the distress that we experience. It's actually for more things and it's felt more deeply. Uh, so people with RSD have a such a strong emotional reaction to negative judgments, exclusion or criticism that it actually just sends them into a real mental tailspin and it could it could completely stop their day, like dead in their tracks. And it could be from a very small one word from somebody who doesn't realise the effect that that word will have um, can ruin an entire day or a week for someone with RSD. They feel like failures uh, and disproportionately to what has actually occurred and they may feel rage and want to lash out. They may exaggerate how much people dislike them or um, and carry long-term shame about rejection. 
they may also overcompensate and bend over backward in desperation, um, attempting to keep themselves in others' good graces because it hurts so much to be rejected that they work hard to avoid that. So other people may see people with RSD as overly perfectionist, oversensitive, um, or overly reactive even to the mildest types of criticism. So it's a condition that doesn't have its own classification in the DSM, but it is expected to be in future revisions. And it's actually a common symptom of other mental health conditions, ADHD uh, for sure, uh, other disorders like borderline personality disorder and autism spectrum disorder as well. So I just wanted to mention that as a condition that does affect a, a proportion of people. And so if you if that does feel familiar, it might be worth talking to a professional about it. Um, you might be able to, to get some help if you think that it really does affect your life uh, significantly. And if you've got any moments where you've been rejected but in hindsight it you're you're grateful or you can see how things worked out or sliding doors moments we would love you to come and join us in our facebook group and tell us all about them and we'll turn this very miserable topic <laughs> into something a little bit more lighthearted uh where we use hindsight and uh and have a giggle about how things might have worked out so please come and join us in our facebook community and we'll chat to you again next week Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.